0: Hey,
1: everybody, this is Kala, and you're listening to Local Chords.
0: Today on Local Chords, it's podcast number 007. I hope you enjoyed celebrating America's birthday. Now America is allowed to drink legally.
2: John and I have a chance to talk with Milwaukee-based musical artist
0: Kala. Mark and I will be telling you about some cool shows coming up this weekend. Grab
2: a pair of those oversized giant yellow sunglasses, and make sure to hide your doobies in a cigarette case as we get ready to rock, only on LOCAL CORDS!
0: Welcome to Local Cords with John and Mark. Today is Wednesday June 7th, 2021. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, listening, sharing, viewing, friending, liking, and following. We are your only number one music-based comedy cast from southeastern Wisconsin. We promise to bring you grade A cheddar podcasting from the state with the best cheddar.
2: We have a few quick announcements for you guys. Um, We are releasing our podcasts on Wednesdays. Did we start this last Wednesday or is yeah, this the first? Last one? Wednesday was the first okay.
0: Wednesday, so you should know this by now.
2: All right, so that's uh, announcement number one. Uh, announcement number two. Uh, uh, John, John, and I, you, uh, J- John. Us. Hi, yeah, <laughs> we're in a band called Onyx Cone. O n y x k o a n, and our first single is done.
0: Wow! Whoa! That's pretty what? cool.
2: Yeah. So follow us on somewhere to to hear it eventually we're gonna probably be releasing it in the next week ideally uh so follow us on
0: this is news to me
2: oh yeah by the way john our single is done cool okay (laughs) sounds good john you're just a run in the studio rip out some bass and leave kind of guy aren't you
0: yeah you normally text me whenever there's updates and i'm like cool i did my part (laughs) before (laughs) Yeah, so we're
2: releasing it very soon. The song is called "Alabaster Telecaster." It's a fun, upbeat, and bizarre song. So to hear it as soon as it comes out, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube page, et cetera.
0: Fun fact: Mark didn't use a Telecaster on it.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, true. I did not. Uh, I would have liked to. Do you say "etc." or "et" et cetera? "Et" cetera. et cetera. Et? Et cetera. Yeah, like I, et believe, I believe that's accurate. Yeah, the Latin. Et cetera. Yeah.
0: like latin with a british British accent accent. it's (laughs) etc another point of interest you guys can follow this podcast on facebook anchor spotify apple podcasts and more we're also on instagram there's some videos of me yelling at mark uh follow us and we'll lead you to some fun pictures some weird videos and some other stuff
2: yeah okay everybody that's all the housekeeping we have for you thanks for your patience um uh oh, yeah, okay. So, before we get to our interview with Kala, John, you and I let's kick it for a minute. All right, Mark. My amigo here, John Blessing, bass player to the stars, to the stars. Speaking
0: of stars, <laughs> what about was your 4th of July? How did that have anything
2: to do with it? I don't know, fireworks are kind of oh, kind of like stars.
0: 50 stars, 50 states, American flag. Oh yeah, America. America. <laughs> um sweet high five bro that was, that was a terrible high five <laughs> I went to a bonfire on the 4th of July yeah and I shot off some fireworks nice not a lot of them and then we um, thought we had smoke bombs but they weren't smoke bombs they were like the things that like shoot off flames and it was... the Roman candles or... no they were like they look like smoke bombs so they start out as a little pod they're like a little ball uh-huh. you light them on fire and they shot out like sparks out of them instead of oh yeah smoke and I, <laughs> I, I we totally did that on accident
2: <laughs> um, did you
0: have to jump out of the way <laughs> yeah the kid was lighting them <laughs> was like this is not right <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love smoke bombs one time when I went to camp as a little kid uh, we threw some in, in an arcade and then and then left. It was kind of during the you know rambunctious rebellious times as a ah, young teen. Mark
0: was quite the rambun- rambunctious young teen.
2: Yeah, I had one of those old shirts with with the stripes running vertically down each side of the chest lovely with a collar like one of those old bowling shirts i was gonna say
0: so you looked like a bowler yeah
2: (laughs) so what else did you shoot off uh Um, by the bonfire what kind of fireworks we
0: did a couple roman candles nothing fancy right Uh, and then we just kind of did smaller stuff like i said the smoke bombs the other ones that i don't remember what they're called um we had sparklers i put a sparkler on my buick and then i drove around with my buick sparkling (laughs) awesome Um, but other than that, no, that was about it. It was a nice quaint evening.
2: Did you hold the Roman candles and shoot them off? No. It's very dangerous to do, but fun. (laughs) Yes, it is. What are your favorite firework names? Do you know any firework names that you like?
0: like, I don't know any names of fireworks. I didn't know they had names.
2: I bought one called America Rising. America Rising. (laughs) It was pretty epic. It was like way too loud for where I live. (laughs) Nice. And I shot off about five of them there are five of them that came in a pack um it was epic because it shot off one pack of five shots oh at the same time yeah so like by the time the first one went off the next one was going off like a half second later so it was like the the ignition and then wow that's kind of cool across the sky it was epic that's pretty way too loud and i was worried about it but my neighbor behind me was like Equal or louder in his firework okay. display. Yeah, so I was it, like, okay. it shouldn't have mattered then. Mark,
0: yeah. before we move on, I yeah. just looked up the best and most ridiculous firework names. Okay. So I want you to tell me which one of these is your favorite, okay? Okay. We've got Fight Fire with Fire. That's cool. That's cool. We have Waking Up the Gators. The Gators? The Gators. Like alligators? Like
2: alligators. <laughs> so loud that you're waking up the alligators? Okay, that's cool. We have one called
0: Ladies Night Out.
2: Yes. Only for the ladies. Um, there's one called Echo in the Ear. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I bet that got, hurts.
0: We've got one called Bad Reputation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like I like this one. Bare knuckle fighting. Ooh, awesome. That's kind of a cool name. Well, and it's got like
2: electricity <laughs> made of fists. <laughs> the fists of- are made of fire and electricity <laughs> on the co- on the
0: package. It says caution emits showers of sparks.
2: Yeah. They all do. Most of them do. I didn't get any of the snakes, though. Remember, I was talking about the snakes. This is my
0: favorite one. Tears for fear. <laughs> it's kind of, a teardrop coming Falling out of my eye. Yeah, and it's like in a pond. That's pretty <laughs> good. Um, this one's just called The End. The End. And
2: then you don't... know, the sna- remember those snaps? The little snaps? You, you, they're tiny. It looks like a tiny little sandbag, and you throw it on the ground, and it just goes... Peesh! Yeah, poppets. Yeah. Oh, pops snaps. Yeah. yeah. Um they make them now and they look like a tiny little stick of dynamite and they're freaking loud. Really? Yeah. Aren't those, like...
0: aren't those just um firecrackers?
2: No, not even the firecrackers, not even even it looks like a little... remember the M60s or yeah. M- M80s looks like a tiny little stick of dynamite. Okay. Yeah, but they're smaller than that even, but they're very loud. Um
0: I'm going to find one last name and then we'll be done. Okay? All right. What do you got? A
2: whoosie, whatsy or a big shooter? Size matters. That's the last one we're going to do today. <laughs> that's a
0: good one. That's <laughs> excellent. Nine huge shots in three-inch tubes. Size matters. Sounds like, a,
2: sounds like a Friday
0: night. Warning, shoots flaming balls and reports. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it reports back to
0: you. I don't know why it would say that on there.
2: I think that's what they're called. They call the shots reports, I think.
0: Maximum charge, 500 grams.
2: Whoa. That's, that's a big firework. Damn, i got to find those. Okay. i got to go to Tennessee to get those or something. Probably Florida. I bought all of mine up at your suggested at location. Pick and Save?
0: Yeah, at the Pick and Save nice. parking lot. <laughs> Mark texted me and said, hey, John, do you know where this fireworks place is? And I was like, no, why would I know where a fireworks place is? And he's like, because I'm in a field and it's not here.
2: <laughs> Google led me to a field. Or I should say DuckDuckGo and then Google Maps, but still.
0: Is this why we didn't bring up DuckDuckGo in our intro this week? Why? Because it led you into a field, so you just took it out of the script. You're like, we can't talk about it anymore.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it used to be in there. It used to be. It's not anymore. I'm trying to redo it, keep it fresh. Keep it
0: fresh and funky.
2: So Summerfest is coming up sooner than later, probably. It's going to be right on the tip of our tongues. Very soon. Coming up
0: in September. September.
2: Uh, I looked at my calendar and saw who I had written down. Just wanted to share who caught my eye. Uh, you can share who caught your eye if you want. Yeah. Uh, Reich is going to be there. Metal right. Metal band from the 80s. Um, one time I went to see them at the Rave, probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. There okay. was a fan who loved Queensryche, I could tell. He was singing along with every word and hugging himself and swaying like just having a good old time. It was awesome. I hope to someday be that guy at a concert, right? At just a, loving that life.
0: Enough. That's going to be a lot of people now that quarantine's over. People are going to start going out and they're going to be loving <laughs> life again, <laughs> hugging themselves at concerts. Uh, DJ Diesel is going
2: to be there. Uh, that is Shaquille O'Neal's, Shaq's, rap rapper DJ name. DJ. D- Wait, D- is that a thing? DJ Diesel. That- That's him. Seriously. Shaq. Shaq, dude. Shaq. Is this actually... You're not joking. Shaquille O'Neal is going to be at Summerfest performing as DJ Diesel. I
0: had no idea this was a thing, but I love it. I take it you haven't heard his music? No.
2: I haven't either, but I want to see it. I want to see him. That's so funny. I know. He's, he's going to awesome. have to have
0: like a massive like mixing council just so that he doesn't look like a giant on stage. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's going to be like... I got to think he's
2: going to be kind of doing a catwalk thing with a microphone kind of out in front of the crowd, not just kind of behind the <laughs> behind the turntables, like holding one ear and kind of like keeping that would be so much
0: funnier, though. <laughs> he's just like extremely artistic and hidden. I'm going to go and I'm going to be like, that's the guy from the general commercial. <laughs> 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 How did he get here?
2: <laughs> Rise Against is going to be there. I don't know them too well, but oh. I, I do want to see them.
0: They're good. They're yeah. good. I know that one.
2: Everclear is gonna be there. All I've right. never seen them live, been listening to them for what you know, twenty-five years. Yeah. Joan Jett is gonna be there. Yeah. How old do you think Joan Jett is? Is she in her fifties? I would think 55, 60. I know that she was supposed to be there a couple years ago when they canceled last minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Nelly's coming back. Nellie seems to be there. He's there, been there the last ten years, ten it years. seems like. Yeah, at least. Um I saw him last year. Or not last year. Uh, 2019, I saw him two years ago. Um, it was kind of like I was I was really looking forward to hearing a bunch of full songs, and he kind of just did like 20 seconds of a hit, and then 30 seconds of another hit, and then like a 15 minute blip of another song, and it was like really I don't know, okay, eh, not my favorite, but still want to see him. Uh, OAR is going to be there. I I started listening to OAR when I was 19, and I understand that they've gone. Towards a very commercialized. Why, why are you? What? Why are you laughing at this? What? Did you just type something? Oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Wilco is going to be there. ZZ Top. These are these are all shows that are on my calendar to see. I don't know if I'll get to all of this. Uh, Ludacris and Run the Jewels. Did you mention ZZ Top? Yeah. I kind of tuned out there Sorry. For a yeah.
0: Wilco. ZZ Top. Ludacris. Run the Jewels. I want to see ZZ Top for sure, and I want to see Tower of Power. Heard of Power of Power was a soul group from the 70s and 80s. Oh, cool. Uh, they are very well known in like the jazz funk community. Cool. So I want to see that. Oh, awesome. All right.
2: Are we in the era of the best music being created, would you say, I right now? I don't
0: think so. No? I don't think so. I honestly... Well, it depends what you're talking about. Because if you're talking about new age music, then technically any time that new music comes out, new age is getting better. Because like it's evolving. But if you're talking about like certain genres, I don't think so. Like if you talk about folk, I think some of the best folk music ever came out of the 70s. I personally do.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it, it was in its virgin stage. Had, yeah. Had never yeah, been was, done before.
0: It was pure and it was new and it was like original. You know what I mean? And now it's a lot of people trying to recreate everything that everyone did. It was I like suppose. how a couple of years there. There were just covers like metal bands are pushing out covers of old songs and it's like you couldn't write something new. You know what I mean?
2: But even though people are using different genres that have already been created, uh, they're still personalizing them.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: So it's not only people who are writing songs that are trying to sound like something deliberately. um, There are just that many more influences in our subconscious from having heard these generations of styles. Yeah. Um, But I, I see your point um do you, it's hard to argue it's hard to argue against what you're saying
0: yeah do you think we're in the best era of music being created you, you make a good point with
2: what you said you know if you want to talk about the uh the 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 dawn of jazz or the dawn of folk or the dawn of blues it's it's hard to to argue that but i i do think that there is so much good music being made now because of the fact that all these influences are influencing uh, great modern writers and modern musicians. I get that. So it's just, it's just giving them more superpowers to draw from.
0: Yeah, so I guess it's kind of give and take. Yeah. All right.
2: Um, side note, Rage Against the Machine was slated to perform on Saturday at Alpine Valley in Milwaukee, but that's been rescheduled for 2022. Okay. They were supposed to play last year, July 10th, 2020 but that was canceled due to uh, covid etc um and i remembered that i had tickets for this so i was looking all of a sudden i was like wait what they're playing this saturday and i, I couldn't find my tickets that's kind I of funny. digital tickets but i remembered that i put it my, out of my mind because it was rescheduled for next year so yeah rage against the machine coming back around uh 2022 uh, this segment is going long. Let's skip through some of this. We'll get to some of this next week. Uh, let's let's kind of wrap this up, John. Uh, right. What is what is the best haircut and why?
0: What is the best haircut? Yeah. Are um, we talking just like personal opinion, or are we talking like, do you think there's one that's superior to all the rest?
2: Yeah, best haircut at all could be for any uh, gender or or uh, anybody, body. Anybody. Anybody, what uh-huh. is the best haircut for anybody? I
0: don't know. I genuinely don't know. I like straight hair personally. Yeah, I don't have straight hair, but I like straight hair. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I like your hair. I, I'm, I'm curious how to make my straight hair become curly like yours. My hair does this, Mark. I don't put anything in my hair. Well, ever. You are a son of a bitch then, because <laughs> that thing is nice.
0: My hair is a chia pet. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I heard that if you shave your head, sometimes it grows in in a different style
0: maybe yeah. i mean you'd get rid of your colics or whatever it is then so i would assume yeah. that it would have to grow in differently my hair's always been like this like yeah since, well not, that's that's not true when i was six my hair went from being straight to being curly and it's been like this since oh so it was straight, it was straight up until, until age I was six, six about yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden i have this yeah you and i don't put that. anything in it because just, just it's
2: incredible. just incredible we should get a picture of this today and send holds it out itself <laughs> check uh you, you guys check uh Instagram, we're going to take a picture of John's hair because it's looking pretty epic today. My hair's looking pretty big. I don't know what to do with mine. I want to get the uh, Patrick Bateman going from American Psycho. Nice. I kind of want to get that going, like a normal guy haircut. It's kind of the first time in my life I want to have like a normal haircut, like a a non-distinct haircut. Are you
0: getting rid of the beard if you get a normal haircut? I don't know. I, I, I'll admit, I don't like the
2: kind of long top head hair with a, the- with a beard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really dig that. It kind of just looks, you, you look like you're too soft. Like you probably just eat marshmallows all day.
0: Only the pink marshmallows. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Unless you're uh, Sam Beam, he's kind of got that Mozart look going on okay. with his, as he ages. I, I like what he's doing. might try and get towards that.
0: All right, well, let's wrap up the segment, shall we, Mark? All right, sounds good. Okay, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Coming up shortly, our special guest today is Culla.
2: Words of wisdom.
0: Attention, everyone. This is a public service announcement. Are you an aspiring drummer? Do you want to hit stuff, rock out, and be the backbone of a worldwide touring band? You might want to reconsider... Did you know that there are many pieces to a drum set? Do you know that unless you have very kind bandmates, you'll be doing the majority of carrying those drums? You might wanna think about becoming a landscaper instead. Or perhaps you could enjoy a lengthy career swinging a hot tar mop on a roof for the next 30 years. It's basically the same as being a drummer. Maybe learning how to play the flute is more your speed. Or perhaps a kalimba, the small African thumb piano made out of a small gourd. An option like this will allow you the freedom to hang around before the show, not carrying anything, and sip your drink while you watch your drummer struggle through the door with a crash cymbal in one hand and a floor tom in the other. Being a rock star isn't all about being a strong brute. It's also about being smart. Being smart enough to choose an instrument that is small and portable. Or, if you're really smart, you'll join up with a band who has the empathy of Mother Teresa and the work ethic of Eminem, and they will help you carry your drums in and out of the club and to your car and back. Choose your instrument wisely, because you'll basically be paid to carry it in and out of your car for the rest of your life. These have been your Words of Wisdom. Words of Wisdom
2: Sonic, Experimental, Indie, Soul, Funk if you don't think of Kala when you hear these words, you might just be bad at thinking. Kala is still fresh on the heels of his 12-song full album release of July 2020 called Cultivation. His style floats somewhere on the river with Matt Kearney, Clarence Clarity, Coldplay, Citizen Cope, and others, but he is definitely navigating his own canoe. This album adds to his collection of over seven full-length albums, most of which are titled with a smart pun that incorporates his name, along with a handful of EPs, and another album featuring 32 tracks. His music is a reflection of his own personal style, something flashy yet humble, confident yet inquisitive. He released a brand new single last month called Lucifer the Light Bearer. Let's have a listen to that right now.
0: I tell no lies. My
2: serpent hiss will tell you this, your miss Alright, that was Lucifer the Light Bearer by Color. Now please, welcome to the show with us,
1: Color. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How What's... you guys doing?
0: Doing good, doing, doing good. How's, How's it are
1: going you today? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, just so uh, there's a brief spot of some rain and the cooling off a tiny bit. It's been pretty hot. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm doing great. Just came back from Stevens Point. Played Fourth of July up in the uh, in Stevens Point. That was a lot of fun. Cool. How you guys?
0: What did you do for Fourth of July? You didn't play anything. <laughs> uh, we just kind of hung out around here. But that
2: sounds like that sounds like it was cool. So you're from Stevens Point also, right? Or that area?
1: No, nope. no, I'm from Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I, a couple of the band members from uh, went to school up there, and so they got a couple connections up there. And then one thing leads to another. And then we get to play there.
2: Ah, gotcha. Nice. So, um, did so you studied music in in tr- at Trinity College Dublin? Did, was that in Ireland or was this an online school?
1: Yeah, I lived in Dublin for about just under two years and studied music and media technology there, um, for three semesters, and uh, it was lots of fun. Yeah, I got my I got my graduate degree there, or master's graduate degree, um, at Trinity, and it was it was kind of my way to. I studied computer engineering at Marquette here in Milwaukee, Florida, and I've been doing music forever, um, making music since 2006 every year, um, and then kind of on my own. But it took a considerable amount of my time, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it was more priority than my than my schooling. Um, but then I after I left Marquette, I was like. I went and got a job as a web developer in the, in the third ward. Uh, and after a year, I was like, you know what? I need to do this music thing full time. There's no way that I cannot do this and, and live a happy life. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I need to pivot. Like, how do I do? I'm like, all right, just go halfway across the country, get in touch with my ancestors and, you know, and learn some music. And then, and after that, I came back to Milwaukee and started to, engaging in the theme and, in in the music business. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, never look back.
2: Whoa. Awesome, man. That, that takes some balls to just kind of completely go for it and to just be like, you know, I'm sure it it was kind of festering in your mind. Um, was, was it difficult to do that or did you kind of merge into it? Did you get some momentum built up and then kind of go for it or, How was that?
1: Yeah, it wasn't just like a it wasn't just like a flip switching. It was it was uh, like I said I've been making music every year since 2006. I've been composing um, and like recording and doing all this stuff. Um, And 2015, I believe, or 16, is when I when I left Ireland. And um, so I had I had some music on my belt, and I had done a small handful of performances, but not like just a handful in like 10 years, um, and never really pursued it. Like uploaded my stuff. So I had a site I was uploading. So I was building it, you know, in the background as a hobby more, but it was a really passionate hobby that, I, you know, I was just consumed by it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I made it, I've been doing it every year since then. And it just kind of came out naturally to just do it every year. And so it was, it was a, it was a long time coming, but I did have to, Commit fully. And after I came back to Milwaukee, I was like, no, I don't want any sources of income other than music. Um, luckily, that music had been building up, you know, with all those albums and had been sharing it enough that I was able to get a cheap River West rent, you know, almost covered every month. And so all I needed to do was come up with a few hundred bucks a month to live. And so just focused on music entirely and just kind of needed to, you know, I, I, at that time, yeah, 100% was like focused on music, and and it was a it was a very stressful couple of years. Those first two years coming and committing full time, but I, you know, from what I've gathered, from people and things like, if you really want something to be accomplished, you have to really believe it and have no way out, you know, and you have to really want it, and have to. And so I wanted to commit as much of my energy and time to build a foundation of. Uh, of a, some sort of business on top of all those music assets that i had been building for my own really for my own sake for years and then started to share them and then saw and so I saw I saw the response like people were people were digging it and people were sending me messages getting emails with paragraphs of people talking about how these new songs impacted them and made their change their lives and things and, and it just, just, just like every time I'd be like no I don't know about this music thing i get a message being like Please, for the love of God, don't stop! I was like, "Oh my God!" (laughs) So, geez, all right, I guess I kind of have to do this at this point. So, there was a lot of there was a lot of things building up to it, Um, just years and years of composing and sharing music for free for everybody. So that's really what that's what built it—that passion and the honesty of the music myself. Stuff. And then, then, with that, I was like, okay, I have enough evidence here to be like, okay, let's go full time.
0: Cool, cool, right. yeah. No, that's awesome to have both the support of the public, your family, and to know in your mind and in your heart that that's the only thing you want to do. Like, that's what separates some people from the people who are willing to do just about anything for what they love. You know what I mean?
1: Definitely, yeah. There's a uh, saying, burn all the boats. And I don't, I don't remember exactly where it came from but uh, where I heard it from but it's from some story of the conquistadors coming into coming to South America and when they arrived they like found that they were like grossly outnumbered by an Aztec army or a Mayan army I'm not don't, don't, I, I'm not fully I'm not a uh, historian by any means but well you know uh, there were the native uh, people that were there and when they arrived they were they were grossly outnumbered by a giant Army. And so the conquistador um, burned all the boats that they had arrived on from Spain. So they had no escape. And so the there there's there's stories like this throughout history of war and stuff too about about really believing it with all your heart or like the Vikings believing that the only way to salvation is to, is to die and honorably in battle or something, you know, stuff like that. It's like, there's no way out. You tap into some of that primal energy, you amazing what
2: humans can accomplish. Yeah, that's inspirational. Man, that's awesome. You 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 you're such a fascinating person, Kala, and I, I don't quite know I don't know you at all. I've been I've followed your Facebook page for a long time, probably 4 or 5 years. I I've seen you perform. Um I've heard some of your songs and you you fascinate me. Um your your songwriting is so fascinating in that it seems like you reserve the right to jump into whatever kind of style or emotion you want to at any time you want to. And I I think that's really brave and creative uh, as an artist. And I'm just kind of curious how you started to get interested in uh, things like the subconscious or the you know consciousness or our awareness of our own consciousness and uh personal progression and stuff like that because those seem to be like themes in in your songwriting
1: yeah wow well th- thanks for that nice word man i really appreciate that uh, you know i I definitely I, you know, that means a lot uh, but uh as far as me getting into that i've always been very interested in like you could say you know, psychology or conscious or philosophy or spiritual uh, types of things. I kind of was in high school is when I really, really started to, uh, when I read, um, when I read Thoreau and Emerson um, and was reading some Aldous Huxley and was reading these things and was really unearthing these things in me that I didn't know, the curiosities and these understandings. I would read Emerson's writings and just be like blown away, just like, like everything he was saying was everything I ever felt, but I was just still so young and it just felt so so real, things like that and I think looking back, I think the inspiration came comes from some of my family um my grandparents on my mother's side. My mother's one of seventeen children, and she was in a big and she was in a family band um and they toured around. My mom says that they're the they were the largest family band in American history, whoa, we know. Yeah. I'm not sure. If it's a bold claim, but I don't know anyone else. I haven't done too much research. But Seventeen kids <laughs> in a band is pretty big.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah we'll, we'll just we'll just stick with that. Okay. But the but the you know, this is better for closet. You know, like oh yeah. I mean, they were around only for a few years, and they drew like fully at the as the full ensemble. But they they played for maybe seven years or eight years total, somewhere around there. Okay. Had the big band, and they play they play hits and stuff. But my grandfather on that side and grandmother both composed and wrote spiritual music um, and poetry under the Catholic faith. Um, I'm not a Catholic myself, but I definitely was raised with some of the, some of the like theology and mythology of all that. And, and with that like real um, filial piety, uh, like kind of looking back at the history of everything and the richness of of, of dev- devotion and stuff like that to things to like the mysteries of things greater than we are. But, you know, I didn't, I don't really agree with a lot of, a lot of this stuff currently, but there was some of just some of those, uh, some of those like seeds planted at an early age. And also I had a lot of a uh, pretty, um, kind of violent and traumatic experiences as a kid with my older brother, Leo, um, had a stroke at birth. I shared a room with him, and he had—he uh, was very epileptic. He—he had—he eventually he would have seizures nightly for, for years at a time. He would wake up in the middle of night screaming, like every night, just like in pain, just like half seizing uh, for years and years and years when I was really little. Um, just you know, constantly just being around stuff like that, which is kind of on, un- just kind of awakened. A lot of interesting, like the pain. Pain is really kind of a gateway to understanding, in a really weird way, uh, and and that's and that's kind of like some of the two two of the points of which has drawn me towards understanding, you know, just life and what it is, what 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 is the purpose of anything, is, you know, and how can we understand it, and who are the people who who are the folks in human history that have already like tried to. So, I mean, we're not the first people to ask, ask these questions, right? Humans you know, have been around for quite some time, and so, so a lot, some, those are some of the points I think, looking back, as of now, where I see some of the inspirations of trying to understand parts of who we are, and I, you know, and it's, it's also kind of the idea of like, how can I be the best person that I can be, and part of that, you know, part of that is to understand the, you know, the, the giants who have come before us that have dedicated their whole lives to do it, you know, and so, so I, I don't know, it, it's a little long-winded, but the music has helped me too. I think the music is, uh, has brought me further into that, um, more, um, and it, it's like the vehicle in which I can understand more, more of those things, because it's really something, you know, special. Like I have had just started to, like you're saying about moving from happiness to sadness, it's like, to me, it's just natural. It's just like it happens some days you wake up really happy some days you wake up really sad and one morning you have a really great morning and all of a sudden something terrible happens and that's, you know and that just, that's just life and nature and so i i you know i i don't think that i'm the first person to be able to bounce between dynamics of songs and stuff but you know i definitely incorporate that um pretty like uh, uh let's let's word, like, pretty um overtly in some of my stuff it's very like Dramatically obvious, (laughs) right? Obviously dramatic.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this song, Lucifer, the Lightbearer. Um, the the title the title is fascinating. Uh, It. Did you have an objective in mind with the story of this song? It seems like you're almost trying to remind us that everything eventually belongs to death. And since we can't escape it, we we might as well relish in being alive while we can. Um, It's almost like you're asking your listeners to empathize with Lucifer a little bit to remind us that, according, according to the story, he was first an angel. And then there's the play of like obedience versus disobedience to the order of the way things are. Like you're saying, the natural order, right. you know, of kind of going back and forth um, or the fascination of rebellion. Um, what, yeah. what, what is this? What, what is that to you? Is there is there a, not that I'm asking you to to say that there has to be a point to a song, but it yeah. was was there an objective for you with this tune?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some intention with it. Like, the, I, um, to me, it was like kind of the theme of the whole album is kind of Lucifer represents that uh, that that middle ground of like what's good and what's bad, right? Like, what's bad, what you know? But the, like you, you're talking about um, some mythology, like Lucifer has has been has that name and what it means is has varied from era to era from religion. You know, sect to sect, and Judaism and Christianity and stuff throughout throughout time, and has changed in pop culture and understanding. And that's the interesting thing about mythologies and 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 uh, archetypes and things is they're always changing um, throughout time. Like Lucifer's people, there's you know, they, they see that it's synonymous with the devil or something, or just like where it's just like if you look at the history and there's so many different ways to interpret the word and where it shows up and stuff. So that song is kind of just uh, me picking out pieces of of the Lucifer story that I found and kind of trying to make sense of it all together. Um, and there is that you know there it's that element of like you yeah you can't like you're saying death life death makes life possible type thing or life makes death you know you can't have one without the other you can't have a fallen angel without the angels you can't have the you can't have obedience without disobedience you can't have you know you can't there's everything you know Every yin has a yang, right? And you know, and even in this, even in the Bible, if you, you know, you were the first things are first. There was bullied, right? First, there's nothing. First, there's darkness. Darkness is the primordial thing. Then, then you make it conscious. God made it conscious, or you know, and that's similar in many other stories to any other origin stories um, in other in other cultures and stuff too. Uh, but yeah, Lucifer is just an interesting character, and I just have been learning a lot of, a little bit more about. And different mystery schools and the Gnostic Christians and stuff. I started reading that stuff in college, um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and just really, like, being blown away at how vastly different these stories were. But these were, like, early Christians and how so much different these myths were were developed and, like, completely different messaging. Like, the early Christians, it was like the Old Testament God was, like, uh, was... Was actually like the devil, but then the like New Testament God was God, and then there's all these different things where like, wait, wait, what? Like everything's flipped on their head. But these are the same. These are early Christians. Like, Church Pope was a Gnostic, or, or or something like that. But early on, and then eventually they became heretics, and they were all, um, you know, removed from the face of the earth <laughs> by force. Uh, <laughs> but but somewhat um, you know, as, as as it happens in history, many times. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the Lu- Lucifer song kind of hits on those points. That's the kind of the intention of that song is for people to question. Yeah, exactly. What you said like, wait, what is the Lucifer character? What is my understanding of what good and evil is? And not to not necessarily blindly follow what whatever it is that you just heard about certain important archetypes, but actually, you know, kind of maybe you know add more questions to that, being like, well, wait, yeah, well, where is because Lucifer literally means the light bringer in Hebrew. Like Lucifer, the light bearer, is just it's just it's redundant. It's the Lucifer, Lucifer. You know, it's just the English translation. And then there's the other, you know, there's other accounts that Lucifer was like the morning star and stuff and all the, and other, these other things too, like in the sky. So it's Greece and stuff. So there's there's all these different interpretations of what that is, but definitely definitely like primarily coming from. Like the Paradise Lost type fallen angel though. you're talking about the disobedience and the fall from grace and stuff like that. John Milton's Paradise Lost, that like epic poem. This is almost impossible to read and understand. I was going to say, did you read?
2: Did you read all of it? Have you read it? I tried. <laughs> I tried.
1: I tried. I was like going through with my uncle who who knows that stuff a little bit more. I mean, I can understand some of the parts of it and I can like follow, but there's just so many. It's so deep. Like I read it, it reads like math or something. It like reads like it's a crypto cryptograph. Yeah. Like you have to know you have to know all of the different allusions to Shakespeare and to into Greece and to Rome and to Ju into ancient Judaism and and all this all this stuff. You have to know all this history and understand it. Um to you to like really just like read it like it's a at, you know, on your in your and that was kind of, from my understanding, that's like some criticisms of Milton, too. Everyone's like, that guy just thinks he's the smartest person ever, and he's just... Blah, blah. But then there's people that say he's like, you know, it's an epic poem. It's like one of the most epic things ever made. It's just like intense, right? It's like some some authors just really wanted to do some crazy shit like that. And it's a beautiful like thing for him to tackle. It's really, really it's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and make one claim or the other, but I just know that his work has inspired so many. And stuff and so, uh, that's like you know, it, I definitely took some of that from from there, but there, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of different parts of that. Like, there's pieces of the song from different things. Like, in the song, it talks about, I even referenced like an, an old Gnostic myth where it's like talking about uh, the serpent hiss and the naked you know, then your nakedness make reveals you are slaves. So, it's like referen- referencing the old myth of the Nagabadi, the Gnostic scripts where. The serpent was actually, you know, the symbol of wisdom, the divine Sophia, which is the female, um, like one of the primal female, um, deities, which comes from, you might have heard the word Sophia in Sophia, like philosophy. So the philos, is the love of, and then, so the love of wisdom, that's philosophy. And then, so like in the, in, in the early, in the, in that early, um, one of the early, uh, Genesis, you know, things in the Nagamati text text was, was uh, was that story that actually know that this that Adam and Eve were slaves in the garden um and that it was it was uh, guarded and that they were they were actually, you know, slaves to these different deities. And Sophia um, was it, through her divine feminine was able to talk to Eve, who is Adam's second wife, you know, and all this other stuff. So there's there's there so much difference in like the way that I was the way that I was taught things as a kid and I tell them <laughs> I say this. But, I say this uh, often, but it still kind of rings true. It's like I feel like half of the stuff in me understanding was me trying to figure out why the hell I had to go to church like twice a week growing up. I remember being as a kid, being like, "I'm gonna get to the bottom this just one day. <laughs> why do I have to go to, this, to this church and just feel so inspired every day?" You know, I <laughs> this thing every every once in a while. It'll be okay, but like I just you know I could tell the teachers didn't really relate. My parents were like, eh, "I don't know." Like it's just like people were just going through the motions. There wasn't really at least that's my experience, uh, you know, in my particular, um, childhood and stuff like that, where I, I, but I did feel, I did feel that spiritual awakening in the experiences of music and the experiences of nature and the experiences of like, um, you know, making, making real connection with people and my family and stuff. And, but, um, yeah, a little long winded thing. There's a bunch of stuff in there that are kind of pulled from different things. Um, and yeah, and, but in the summary is, yeah, just like the dark, like he, like Lucifer is the figure, he, people think of him as the dark figure, um, but he is like the, the, the bringer of light. Darkness is where light happens. So you have to go to the dark, you have to be in the darkness in order for light to happen. So, so you can talk shit about Lucifer, but in reality, like it's just one part of the equation, right? It's <laughs> like the the yin and the yang of dark and light. That's kind mm-hmm. of the truth but there there's there's layers of like how simplifying all those messages that then you know, like that's just dark and light. It's on the album one half, right? It's all about duality um, and stuff and that, that that paradox that you know and, and it's coming it's just me like just trying to understand that that paradox versus or the fact that you can't understand the paradox and understanding that <laughs> you know what I mean like trying to not under like trying to not understand it and just let it be, and just, you know, become more at peace with the fact that life is goes up and down, life is painful and jubilant, and life is, you know, life life, com- life, life comes from death, and death makes life awful and all those things. It's like It's just the own, you know, yeah, lots of different things.
2: Dude, you're a trip, man. Thank you for sharing, like, all of the layers of how your mind works, and uh, it seems like you're a very studied person on a lot of different levels. Um this is extremely fascinating. Um wow, there's so much there. I I wish that I had like 3 hours if you did too <laughs> and to like just kind of get a, get more of all those layers but that wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, okay. a lot of a lot of stuff entered it through um yeah, through reading those gnostic um if you, if you, you know, I don't know. If a lot of folks in the Midwest, you know, have been here, have been here for generations, or you, are most often Christian or least Americans are aware of some of these myths. I recommend to folks, you know, if they're interested, at least you can find them online for free. You don't have to buy a book or anything. They're you know, you can look at the Gnostic um, Adam, you know, Gnostic Genesis things and. Um, and it's just, that's a trip in itself. It's just like, what, you know, once, once I discovered it, it's just like, wow, this is really, you know, and that's just one little blip of like one small sect of, of something that happened right after, you know, it's like, they're basically Neoplatonists, like the, the, like people after Plato, like Platonists and all these people who were like, really um, more like esoteric scientists or whatever, where they are you know, I don't, I'm not like super well studied in it to be honest. Like I just am fascinated with like learning about these things. And I'm not like a, you know, I'm not a PhD and all these things like I, but I, you know, I'm fascinated enough to like listen to professors like lecture about it on a, on a bus ride or a plane ride or something. And, you know, like, and it's just really interesting, you know, to me, yeah. understanding the origins of we're all, you know understanding this in general I think a lot of it came from uh, the inspiration of uh, Carl Jung reading his books and you know re- or at least like reading some American um, uh, physiologists and and psychologists who and physicians who would you know who are neo youngian or, or studied studied in zurich under young or whatever like uh, James hillman and michael mead and stuff and just I't yeah I just kind of like Every once in a while, like things just go away, and I just start start reading them, and I just dive into it. And that's what last year really was. Like I was able to really dive in COVID, just really, really like be much more intentional with like sourcing my my inspiration from the things that I was reading and the and the, and the stories that I was interested in, instead of kind of just like channeling things. It was more intentional. So it was a little more wordy and heady than usual. Most albums I'd be like, I have no idea what that song means. Good luck. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but this one is like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm taking all these from my understanding. So like all of every verse comes from somewhere or like it's inspired from somewhere in some text or some story or something that was kind of amalgamated in this like Western-y vibe of like uh, like a spooky spooky cowboy like type figure who's, you know, the Luc- Lucifer in this American style of, you know, I don't know, Hell Billy rock, psychedelic rock, or whatever. <laughs> right. Because this is a trick. like, all it's right, gonna... fucking weird, man. Like, all this stuff. It's interesting the, the reaction people have to this, too. Um, you know, some, it's. But yeah.
2: Dude, um. We're we're gonna wrap up. Th- this was not enough. We're gonna have to come back if you're willing. Maybe we can we can get you on again sometime if if you have the time. But this has been absolutely fascinating. Thank you for taking us into your mind and the uh, the inspiration and the story behind the music. Um, so, do you have any shows coming up uh, in the in the very near future? I was looking for some upcoming shows. I d- I didn't see any. Do you have anything coming up?
1: yeah there's some things there's there's little like private events and, uh and small solo shows i got a um i am playing the museum art museum um this Saturday, like an hour solo set after uh, at the at the museum um, at eleven no plus noon I'm playing at noon this Saturday and then I'm playing in Tosa. On next Wednesday, with the with my uh, my ensemble comrades, top and the comrades, and that's at um, the Mayfair Collection for okay. some festival for some third Wisconsin Music Ventures. I'm honestly not 100 percent sure on all the details on on that one still, but, um, but yeah, nothing, no, no, like uh, I don't know, no, no, like really big shows coming up that I'm uh, you know. There's just a couple solo things here and a little. Events here and there, but um, I am going to be populating all my um, stuff with some shows going. August is really the really busy time for me. I have a few shows here in July, but August is where there's a lot of stuff, and those will be populated this, this week. Like I'm going to Green Bay, playing so in West Bend. I'm playing the oh, I'm playing the um, the the um, funk tune pontoon boat um, with the Three City Kayak folks. And funk club where, or my the band my uh, funk ensemble and I will be on a boat, you know, just uh, going down the river with cool. some folks and kayaks, just enjoying the enjoying the evening.
2: Hell
0: yeah! Well,
1: place to place, but but yeah, man, yeah. Let let, let me know. I'm happy to happy to chat more. I, I just rambled for 20 minutes about
2: Lucifer for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how that's yeah. how it goes sometimes. We just hop in the flow and ride it out, hey? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, man, Kala, uh Thank you again for making some time to join us today. Uh, please, please drop by again sometime if you can. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, yeah. In the intro, you mentioned that I had uh, my last album was cultivation, and had seven or eight albums or something. But for the record, I have fifteen albums. And my and my last uh, album was one half, an April. Every April twenty seventh, I release uh, my album.
2: Gotcha. Uh, I'm sorry Bang about Gain. that. Yeah. Uh,
1: every. Oh no, no worries. It's a lot to keep track of. I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like amazed when people get it right, to be honest. So it's you're, it, everyone's always. Has a different name, a different date, <laughs> and a different number. <laughs> so, so it, it, it's uh, it's all good. And like, um, but yeah, that's why the alb- the last album was uh, called One Half because it was my 15th album on my 30th birthday.
0: So, oh, just cool.
1: like to share that, and and anyone can uh, anyone can find all that stuff on my website at tele dot com. So I recommend folks go if they're interested. that's a hub for everything. You can. Buy merch, or just download all my albums for free. Or you can even download the stems for things for free um, and remix them if you're, if you're so into it. Um, um, and yeah.
2: Awesome. Bye Sounds five. good, I man. All those things. Excellent. Okay, don't don't go anywhere. Hang on the line a second, Kala. Okay. You've heard of email. You've heard of E-Meters. Now, you'll hear about some e
0: That's right, everybody. On each podcast, Mark and I will tell you about our favorite events in the area and possibly beyond that are happening this weekend. Prepare yourself because there's a lot of action this week. Let's check it out
2: yeah all right holy crap there there's a lot of events going on we're in full swing in wisconsin summertime so you know you know how it's gonna be all right uh this saturday boom fest a midwest original music festival going on saturday 3 p.m uh the bands that are playing are listening party chris hazy band ben Malwana, betsy aid and wks and zach petrini
0: this Friday at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., we have Orlando Pena at Pike Lake State Park. Join us as we return to our roots in a pop-up style concert at Pike Lake Unit of the Kettle Moraine State Forest. Orlando Pena will be performing in the main amphitheater with a fish fry available.
2: Nice. Also, this Saturday is uh, the punk rock rummage sale at the backyard in Bayview. Uh, That's 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. I don't think any music is actually being played, but there's going to be all sorts of rock and roll paraphernalia, records, buttons, shirts, CDs, patches, posters, clothes, etc. Uh, So that's going on Saturday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m.
0: If that's not your cup of tea, Saturday from 11 to 9.30, we have the first annual all-original Waterford Music Festival featuring a musical showcase including Ethan Keller, R.J. Halstead, Spirit Shakers, Spare Animals, Kenny, and the Night Owls. Check
2: it out. This Thursday, tomorrow, a Bike Night Concert Series at the Harley-Davidson Museum. This is free uh all bikes unite every thursday at the harley davidson museum grab your bike join your fellow riders uh let's see who's performing there's this is going on over the next two months every thursday so tomorrow is the 8th it's
0: gonna be andrew wayne and the mud creek road wow that sounds pretty fulfilling All right, Saturday at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., we also have Gigs for Good featuring Christopher Porterfield. That's going to be at the Tonic Tavern. Mark, you love the Tonic Tavern, don't you, Mark? Yeah, I like it pretty good. Heck yeah, we do. It's Gigs for Good. It's a concert series (laughs) to benefit two local nonprofit organizations, the Women's Youth Center and the Milwaukee Center for Children and Youth. Another show on Saturday night, 6 p.m., at
2: Kochanski's Concertina Beer Hall is going to be... Dan Whitaker, Sainted Patrons. Uh, yeah, Dan Whitaker and Sainted Patrons. Um, so that is a free show. Kochanski's is becoming one of my favorite venues. They really? Got, yeah, they got the outdoor stage and two indoor stages, and a whole bunch of outdoor seating. They got a uh, what do you call it? Big block Jenga. The yeah, big Jenga. Yeah, the Jenga. Big,
0: big Jenga. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now I'm on to Sunday already, Mark. Wow. Sunday at 2 p.m. We have Rev Raven and Westside Andy CSAB and the Blues Disciples at Kochanski's Concertina Beer Hall. That's at 2 p.m. Uh, Don't miss this double dose of Double Trouble with two of Milwaukee's favorites together for one afternoon show outside on the patio. Another
2: show Saturday night, 9 p.m. How did we get back to Saturday, Uh, Mark? Sorry, these are all Jim Jam jumbled. Okay, sounds good. Going back to Saturday. Saturday night, 9 p.m. at Bremen Cafe for anyone who's listening and hanging out in River West, Milwaukee's River West. uh, We got the Fall Sound, Diet Light, and Orange Costanza at Bremen Cafe. That's free um this is public for anyone on or off facebook starts at 9
0: p.m probably goes till about 1 a.m all right saturday i also have Rhett miller at the back room at collectivo from 8 p.m until 11 p.m oh it's the it's the first show at the back room since uh, COVID has happened that's cool everyone go to this show okay
2: go ahead mark um All right, just waiting for the internet to do its thing here. Just Um, do its thing. Another show, Saturday night at 7 p.m., Derek Buckley at Second Annual Barn Bash in Darlington, Wisconsin. Where the heck is Darlington? Do you know where Darlington is? No. John? Sorry. No, I don't. All right, I I don't either, but I I haven't heard of this town, so I figured, you know, if if there's some listeners outside the Milwaukee area, um, or maybe Darlington is near Milwaukee, I guess I'm not sure.
0: All right. Should have done some research. I oh, well. have a Friday event for Ooh. all you Friday music goers. We have a mainstream event, too. This is Trace Adkins, The Way I Want to Go Tour in Mequon, Wisconsin. He's playing at Rotary Park. Tickets are available now. This concert was rescheduled from July 10th of last year. Trace Adkins. Oh, cool. Um, Friday show, 7 p.m. at
2: X-Ray Arcade in Cottage is the band Horse Girl. That's Horse Girl.
0: What, what time is it at? You didn't tell us what time the event was. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, it's at 7 p.m. It's a $13 show. Uh, Horse Girl's coming around the area at X-Ray Arcade in Cudahy.
0: Cool. All right. I have a Saturday show, July 10th, 6 p.m. We've got Wolf Biter at Soul and Nova. Do you have any idea what that is? I genuinely have no idea what this uh, is. That's, is that the Sheboygan show? Uh, it's Yes, it is a okay. Sheboygan show. Alright. That's at six PM, all right? Where is that at again? Ah, uh, soul and Nova. And Nova. Yeah, okay. Whatever that is. Wolfbaita. Are they pronounced Wolfbaita? I do not
2: know. Oh, okay. All right, last event we got for you. Soulfoot Mombits at O'Connor's Perfect Pint. That is gonna be in I think West Dallas. West Dallas. Friday, nine PM. Uh Soulfoot Mombits. Sounds good. Uh yeah, that is about it. Okay. Whoa. That was a lot of events. Okay, well. Hey friends, if you'd like us to read your event on next week's podcast, if you're listening to this thinking, oh, I got a show coming up, please read my show. We will do that. Just email us, localchords1 at gmail.com.
0: Please someone just email us. We haven't gotten an email yet.
2: Zero emails so far. Zero emails. Please send us as much information as you can and hell, we just might promote it. Shoot us an email about anything. We don't care. We love email. All we do is email. Heck, I can't get enough. Again, that's localchords1 at gmail.com well all you Cordies out there I know I know it's the end of the show thanks for hanging out with us today it was a blast to be with you today and to have a chance to talk with Kala have a great weekend and we will see you next time remember to go check out our band Onyx Cone on YouTube when you're done listening to this podcast
0: signing off I am Mark and I am John thank you for listening and subscribing and if you enjoyed this podcast feel free to share it Tell your local fireworks dealer anyone else you know who likes laughing as much as a local fireworks dealer does. Ha, 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 okay, anyways. (laughs) So long, everybody, from the sunny, green, and brown earth of July in Wisconsin. Farewell from us, your favorite podcast, Funny Guys, only on Local Cards! Dude, nasty for real.